Hi, welcome to Texas Adventure Purgatory Rebirth. Uh, we're calling it that because we can't remember what episode we did last. Uh, so Texas Adventure Purgatory is a podcast where we uh, talk about Texas Adventure games and we play them. And uh, we're going to try a different uh, technique this week or this month or whatever, this half a year, since that seems to be the rate that we get the art podcast out. Where uh, I'll be playing Anchorhead, famous Texas Adventure. Um, which has uh, Lovecraftian themes, and my friends will be commentating uh, and talking about today's theme, which is appropriately rebirth. So I want to first ask, before we start playing, what everybody's favorite uh, cinematic rebirth is. God, we're going to fight so much. Uh, okay. I've been so no, but you each get to have your own separate favorite. You don't yeah, have to agree no, on a favorite. This can take a second. <laughs> I mean, I've been very focused on our country's rebirth in the last few days. <laughs> yeah, um, I have too. It's been extremely depressing. We somewhat unusually, uh, Marlon and I are uh, in the same room right now, which you know maybe that's going to be usual going forward. But it's the first time we've done that. So we may we may appear to be on a different yeah, wavelength. All of our pheromones are mingling right now. Yeah. So, so the the yeah. re, our favorite rebirth may be yet to come, but it may happen right. tonight gonna, in this. I'm going to go ahead and jump in and, and just take one of the best rebirths, which is uh, Ripley and the fourth Alien movie. <laughs> Brave. Yeah, I'm taking that one. I like that one because. Okay. That's a good a rebirth, um, and it has a lot of grody rebirths associated with it, and it's fun. It's it's this it's a, a way for these those movies, which sort of started out on the ultra serious side, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. kind of like get into the really fun side. Like it's four hundred years later, and she has superpowers that let her play basketball really well, um, <laughs> and I like that. So that's that's my, yeah, favorite, my favorite rebirth. My least favorite rebirth is the is the uh, Prometheus films. Yeah, no. That, oh man, see, we can't beat that one. I don't think the, the the first thing I think about when I think about Alien Resurrection is Winona Ryder's character. I think she's got like a Bible with some sort of digital plug that she plugs maybe into her neck. Yeah, which is I, that's right awesome in. to plug a Bible into your neck. Yeah, um, she's in that chapel that has the uh, the neon the neon cross uh, in the background. I think. You know, it's funny that I immediately think of the Alien movies as rebirths, but I guess you're right that kind of only Ripley really has a has a like technical rebirth because um, all the other aliens are just birthing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, just regular single births. Uh, I, I okay. think that the, okay. the alien is also reborn in the fourth Alien movie and is a gross um, half human, half alien baby. And that's, that's an, also a good guess, one, but I guess I've, I guess, I've I guess, claimed that one also, so you birth, guys have to right? think of two different ones. No, that, yeah, but that's just a birth. That's just count. a pumpkin head that, is that just gets a born. Pumpkin head but no, I guess if you, if you had said, if you had called it the rebirth of pumpkin head, you'd have been right. <laughs> the aliens are extinct before the movie. So Ripley is cloned just to bring them back. This is exactly the kind of hard-hitting alien journalism that our right. listeners right, but that, tune in but to that Adventure Purgatory well, well, to listen to. Specifically, the xenomorph spawned from human hosts are no longer um, around, basically. Right. But presumably xenomorphs are still around somewhere being spawned from different different creatures. Yeah, yeah they're all... I, but I think it's the reason... But if that were true, they would be able to get them. 
And they, I, that's why they have to clone Ripley right, because the she's the last. Well, we're, the well, we're basing this. Place. We're basing this off of Prometheus, like retconning, because we're saying yeah. the Prometheus ship is the first place it happened. Uh, and so, based on that, sure. But other than that, I don't think we really know where the where the eggs all are. All right, think about your rebirths while I read right. the opening line of the opening lines of Anchorhead. There, there is a good band um, from New Orleans called the Rebirth uh, Brass Band. Brass band. I also in in the movie Boomerang, um, Grace Jones's character um, promotes a perfume called Afterbirth. That's good. Which is not quite the same, but that's that's <laughs> related in something I like. All right. Well, so hopefully yeah, we Grace we Jones. actually. We actually don't really need to like read through this unless you unless you particularly want to because people uh, now hopefully if all goes well will be able to actually um, read it themselves. Yeah, so we're recording video and we're going to put these videos up so you'll be able to kind of yeah. follow along, which will hopefully yeah. reduce the amount of, of of just like straight up reading the text adventure that we're <laughs> that we're doing in the podcast. But I'm going to read the opening uh, opening uh, salvo because it's it establishes yeah. the setting. You take a deep breath of salty air as the first raindrops begin to spatter the pavement, and the swollen, slate-colored clouds that blanket the sky mutter ominous portents amongst themselves over the little coastal town of Anchorhead. Squinting up into the glowering storm. By the way, have you guys ever uh, ever listened to any of Wayne June's H.P. Lovecraft voice work? Mm-hmm. He's so good. Yeah. Everyone should yeah. listen to it. Find him. He's a, if he, does it, he does it sort of like this. Squinting into the glowering storm, you wonder how everything managed to happen so fast. It sounds sounds like like Darkest Dungeon a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) The strange phone call over a month ago from a lawyer claiming to represent the estate of some distant branch of Michael's family was bewildering enough in itself. But then my wife gets really mad at me. When I read, uh, like with a voice, as she calls it, if I do anything but read in as natural a voice as possible, I have to try That's to so read weird. and imagine that it's myself. Like, no, okay. because most people enjoy Stephen's voices. <laughs> she's okay with me reading well, the characters' voices as voices, but oh, the narration, okay. she really gets like disturbed when I if I do my reading voice. Uh, when because he, she thinks the reading voice could be your true voice. Fairness, Stephen's. <laughs> That's right. Go on. In fairness, I have to spend 24 hours a day, more or less seven days a week with you. So it's yeah. a different it's a different uh, level of Stephen Degree contact than the rest of us are getting. All right, go on. Again, <laughs> what happened? All right, all right. Uh, but then the sudden whirlwind of planning and decisions, legal details and travel arrangements, the packing and shipping away of your entire home, your entire life. Now suddenly here you are after driving for the past few days straight over a thousand miles away from the familiar warmth of Texas, which is a really weird place for a um, H.P. Lovecraft protagonist to come from. I, I was Getting ready to, to move to the ancestral was... mansion. <laughs> right. The least H.P. Lovecraft-like location he, he to the most. He would not even, I don't even know, did Texas even exist when he was writing these things? He would be like, yeah. all Spaniards down there. <clears throat> okay, okay. So, and we've only been married to our husband Michael since June, uh, and we we've been dragged along to to Anchorhead. We don't want to live here. Right. It's not long enough for Michael to have turned into a frog, which probably will happen. 
All right. All right. Actually, don't skip ahead. You're supposed to be playing the game. Maybe that's what she married him for. Yeah. Sometimes the prince turns into a frog, and sometimes vice versa. A sullen belch emanates from the clouds, and the rain starts coming down harder. Fat, cold drops smacking loudly against the cobblestones. Shouldn't it be snowing in New England this time of year? With a sigh, you open your umbrella. Welcome to Anchorhead. So, I'm going to start playing. You guys can start talking. Okay. <laughs> All right, well... So just what what is your starting location? Are you just getting out of your car in front of your home? Uh, well, so we're in a we're in a it's um, thank you. I'm glad you asked. We're in a grim little cul-de-sac. Tucked away in the corner of the claustrophobic tangle of narrow twisting avenues. And uh west of us uh is a town and there's a narrow garbage choked alley uh to the southeast. Okay, this is your did you type okay <laughs> just to kind of make sure that you know everything you, that you was were okay. a nice guy? Yeah. Is, okay. is your husband with you? I don't. I don't think I did. Okay. Um, no, he's not with me. He's not. Okay. With me. All right. I think um, that we're here to pick up the keys from the from the realtor. So just a I little remember the like okay. tense thing. Yeah, the, yeah, no big deal. I think it's a, it's really funny that just just so everybody knows that I mean everybody sees this hopefully that Michael S Gentry wrote this game, um, and uh, that the husband in the game is also named Michael. So just a note. Oh, interesting. <clears throat> I thought of my rebirth. I think um, my rebirth. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not as interesting. You remembered. You remembered your. Rebirth. I remember my own rebirth. Actually, I was thinking of Frank in "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" when he emerges from the <laughs> from the couch. <laughs> it's so crazy that you just said Frank who emerges from the couch because as soon as you said Frank, I thought you meant Frank from Hellraiser <laughs> as he emerges from the mattress. Right from the mattress. <laughs> That's right. That's so weird. <laughs> Gosh, there anyway, you go. Well, Frank, gosh. A po- Frank, a popular name among readers. <laughs> among people emerging from furniture. Yeah. All right. Um, so speaking of um, from gross, super slick, like in terms uh-huh. of mu- mucus-lined yeah. rebirths, there is the Hellraiser rebirth, a really good one that takes a lot of work um, because the blood ratio to like flesh construction in Hellraiser is really strange. I don't know if you remember, at the beginning... It takes only a few drops That's of right. blood to like assemble his skeleton and sort of his outer layer of musculature. Yeah, and then like progressively, it takes like whole bodies worth of blood to like add a little more muscle <laughs> and then right. skin and then hair and stuff. That's right. Um, so a little the science of um, Hellraiser rebirth thing is, is a little confusing. It gets greedy. Yeah. But on that note, the rebirth. I guess we're all just going for gross right now in terms of rebirths. <laughs> Um, I mean, a birth is kind of gross. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gross is, and beautiful at yeah, the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so rebirths. But I was thinking um, a little more obscure. I think you've seen this, Stephen. There's a science fiction film from the early '80s called Extro. Yeah, I was. Um, I couldn't remember what it was called. I didn't want to be lame. Go yeah, on. and it's it's a British film <laughs> about a, a boy who yeah. loses um, his father's abducted by aliens when he's a toddler, and then sort of like. Um, his father comes back you, you assume it's his father you're not sure it could be an alien posing as his father but right. this alien being comes back right. to take his son back to the um, <clears throat> to the heavens which for me was kind of a weird sort of like fantasy I had as a child because I lost my father as a kid not to make it over serious but I did hope he would come back as, a, as an alien 
and take me back to his super gross people. Um, but anyway, in this movie, there's a very interesting rebirth scene in which I don't remember how, but his landing pod or whatever somehow infects a yeah, woman infects who a wo finds it on the side of the road or something. Right. And she becomes pregnant with like the alien spore, which has to be born as a human to kind of carry its mission out. And so it's born out of this woman, and it's actually a scene in which a live, a, a live like fully grown adult man is born yeah. um, out of a woman, yeah. sort of like traditionally. Um, and then she's she's pretty like messed up afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good rebirth. I couldn't remember what the movie was called, but I I always envision that rebirth because of the elbow. There's like an elbow. There's or a some knee. weird joint. There's some weird things happening with joints <laughs> really, in there in terms of how they come out. That really like presses hard. That is not normal. It's not uh, a normal burn. Yeah, God, it's like an elbow or a knee presses like maybe it's even just like a like a um an, whatever like a heel, but something yeah. like presses at a really like hard angle mm -hmm. in her stomach that as it's yeah. as it's working its way out. Another fantastic disgusting rebirth was then um i don't know if it was a rebirth necessarily the representation of birth speaking of um speaking of like slick and disgusting notice that he's gotten her um, entirely, entirely. So, this is just john playing as his typical <laughs> red-blooded heterosexual entirely so soaking her um her white blouse <laughs> right change but to i will say this is, this is pretty rapid progress going on here because john's already um he's already gotten into the oh, um, yeah. It's already in the file room. Yeah, I did the most insane. I did the. You know how when you play video games, you do not act even remotely like a normal human being. Yeah, I literally am supposed to be getting the the keys from our realtor, and I went into mm -hmm. the alley and climbed into his, into his window. I didn't even. Did, knock you, on did the you, you even door. try the front door? Okay, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> no. So, so the, the great thing is you're neither like following normal world practical logic and knocking on the front door, nor you're following my particular brand, our particular brand of video game right. logic, where you explored the town, finding every single possible dead end right. before you tried to get into the office. Right. Um, so. Good though, progress. Here we go. All right. Okay, so I'm I'm in a file room, yeah. and it's and it's murky. A fi a fi a filet. A filet. I thought it was a filet. That's room. a gumbo filet room where they yeah. where they store the the uh -huh. mats, mm -hmm. the barrels. <laughs> you know, it was easier for me to get filet in France than it was to get it here in North Carolina. What's it called in France? It's filet. Is it? Oh wow. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Oh. It is. It's it's the leaves of the sarsaparilla tree, as I understand it. Sassafras. Yeah, sassafras. Sassafras. Yeah. Sufferance. No. Suff I always. Yeah. Suffering. I was gonna say suffering. Sassafras, but it is not. It's succotash. Suffering. Succotash. Yeah. What is it? Suck. Suffering. Suffering. Succotash. Suffering. Succotash. That's a topic. First for time you wrote that. <laughs> right when you wrote that down. Suffering. Succotash. <laughs> All right, so John's really looking. So at one it. of the reasons we're doing it differently this time is is because Marlon points out that that the way we the games in previous podcasts resembles nothing of the way that actually played when you play them by yourself, where you just kind of like run around like a crazy person, touch everything and fiddling with them. So we're trying to allow it to happen, and uh, right. and, and you know touch, we'll see if that's happening. Smell everything. Smell it. Smell, smell it, it smell all. This. Smell this. Smell this. So yeah, John is rubbing everything against everything. Um, so fast, we can't even keep up. All right. 
So much friction. There's so much friction. <laughs> so it's much just, friction. Everything is getting it's red start hot. Setting that feeling on fire. <laughs> um, what? Uh, so I'm trying to find my name. So John, John is just to recap. He's in the office. He's looking for the key. Um, the, the the office was locked. He just assumed that because he knew he was entering into a dark, gothic <laughs> tale. Um, so he's climbed through the window. So we're gonna see if maybe there's some uh, a key or maybe some information kind of pertaining to the history of the town, yeah, or the house, I, or our family, or maybe yeah, just maybe where the realtor is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is the other? What was the other rebirth you were thinking of? Oh, this isn't really a rebirth. This is just um, a, a a gross birth. Um, a fairly recent film and horror anthology, really short bits called the ABCs of Death Two. I believe the final vignette in that is one in which a woman gets pregnant and she lives in like an isolated cabin mm -hmm. and her husband or partner or whatever says he's going out to hunt or going to town yeah. and he never returns really and she does not want to have the child without a father right. so she continually delays the birth of the child and she kind of like eats like wild cats and stuff that she finds and like herbs and berries oh and she has this particular herb that she takes to delay the birth um, right. I don't remember the story behind that, but basically she delays the birth so long that the child grows into her body, um, as in like its limbs grow into her limbs and it kills her and fully occupies her body. And then when it's born, it does, I believe, begin at the vagina and then basically peels itself right. out of it her skin, climbs, climbs which is just yeah. sort of left. I think it's actually, it's really gross. It starts with it pushing her bones and organs out of, her, right. mouth, out of her mouth because it needs to get rid of kind of the excess, so her excess anatomy yeah, yeah, yeah. as yeah. it's growing inside. And then it comes out uh, of her vagina and yeah. leaves a nice skin suit. Um, so, so there you go. That's yeah. Good job. Yeah, I just re I reminded my character of what the the last name, the ancestral name of my husband is. Uh, it's Verlac. Verlac. Yeah, and the thing is, in a creepy Verlach. way, you think it's pronounced Verlac? Verlac. Verlac. Um, in a creepy way, it was just there was a message on the realtor's answering machine, and the only, the only thing it said was Verlac, in a Wayne June voice, like Verlac. That seems like a little far fetched. So, who do you think called? Do you, have well, any, I don't know. do you have any suspicions of who called the realtor to leave that message? I'll I'll let Marlon field that one. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking that maybe your husband is very, um, very strange, and instead of leaving him, it'd be like if I called one of you and was just like Olivier, Olivier. Olivier, and then hung up. I mean, I don't think that's such a bad idea <laughs> because you know to call me back, and yet it was the realtor. The realtor called himself. He's forgetful, and uh -huh. he wanted to remind himself to think about the Verlac house. Right, and, this, this is and my score four. just went up by two points. Hey, the score just went up two points. Yeah, but here's the thing: the file is empty, but there is a mm -hmm. set of keys. Good job. All right, so I got the keys. Points. All right, so obviously now it's time to climb out the window. Did you wait? Can you check can, the door? Can yeah. you unlock it in case you want to get Just back in more be easily? Be a human for a second. Come on, let's be a little practical here. <laughs> you me climbing up yeah. trash cans all day God long, back dang. and forth. John, he's gonna drag that. <laughs> he's gonna drag that trash can to every location he yeah. goes to to go yeah, through a window. Through a window. Did you drink some coffee? I no, I didn't drink any coffee. But you know what? You're reminding me of. I, I played Deus Ex recently, like 
a year ago. Squid, and yeah, I've always played that game in stealth mode. You know, everyone plays the game in stealth mode because that's the way you're supposed to play it. But this time I decided uh, I would play it with a rocket launcher. And you can okay. blow open every single door in the game. Did you it's do like some... a completely valid... <laughs> it's a completely valid strategy to bring a rocket launcher with you and just blow all the obstacles out of your way until you... Did you put you in a code or something to get it from the beginning, or did you just wait till you got it naturally? No, I think you can get it. I forget exactly where I got it, but I think there's like one in the closet of the first office. So you can carry this thing around with you. And I mean, I basically was like a stealth rocket player. Like I look so I would blow a door up, and then I would hide in the in the, the closet. The closet of the in the Statue of Liberty. I was gonna say the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> I, I, I love thinking about yeah. doing a really violent run and setting off alarms in that game because when you set off alarms in that game, so many dudes are running in a circle <laughs> that it's just it just seems crazy to set to I don't know intentionally push things into panic and chaos mode in that game. Really isn't in the. Um, isn't in, in the benefit of the guards or any of the people <laughs> right. securing the facility. Gosh, I, I have such a distinct memory of, uh, of waiting at the top of the Statue of Liberty as the guards come up the stairs, kind of in single file, because mm -hmm. the hallway's really narrow. And just you can, tranquilizing like, just each tranquilizing of them, just them. putting them all to sleep one after another. <laughs> Beautiful. This is a nice little detail that the fly is buzzing around right. in there. I really want to break open this drawer. Do you guys have any... Um... Uh, I don't Jazz know. On how to make the keys that you have don't do anything, right? Violence isn't the answer to this one. I've gotten a little peek into the authorial intent. It's addressed me directly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, unlock. What about or... the key? Yeah. And then. Uh, Hopefully that'll. We could. Uh... Not not seem to fit. Now, now in the in the service of total transparency, Stephen and I have both played through right. Anchorhead. That's right. Um. I, I do feel like that drawer is something um, we can get in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't... So, I, interestingly, I, I listened to the drawer, and there was nothing unexpected. I didn't hear anything weird in the drawer. Did so. you say interesting, interestingly? Like it was you didn't awful. hear of a plant slowly, yeah. like, growing, well, I mean, the, intertwining yeah, its roots around the like insides skittering. of the um, furniture? I didn't hear skittering. <laughs> um, For some reason, that... Re the third of the books um, in um, the, yeah, the um, Annihilation, Reach the Southern Reach trilogy. Yeah. Hear, listening to a drawer and hearing something in there. Just hearing the thing growing. It's a grower. Um, <laughs> the well, you know the there is a mm. coffee cup, um, and yeah. this also this also could be a location that we return to. Right. Right. I, I I will say I did not get into this office initially. I'm pretty sure I didn't climb right in. I'm pretty sure I walked around a little Me bit too. first. Me too. I do. I think so too. So and, and I'm just see. examining all the stuff on the desk right. here. He's just but searching. So far, nothing interesting. Gosh, nothing catches my eyes. So I think I, there's a door in here, since since my you know colleagues here are obsessed with door door usage. And, and a good thing about this new format Look. is, in the event that we do get stuck or there are locations we want to revisit in the future, we can review some of the, I don't know, some yeah. of the stuff we've Go done kind to, of kind of easily and yeah. say, oh, I missed this object in this location. Right. Go back to the tape um, without actually going back to the tape. Yeah. Yeah. Review it. Um, there is a door in there. Oh, good. Drink the coffee. Yeah, there is a door. Start pushing the limits. Oh, I took one sick and I nearly gagged. I want to know. Uh, I want to know what the uh, 
why it's disgusting though. Is it yeah, bad coffee that it's just like bad I mean, I coffee, think, or, I think or it's, it's got it's rotten? Well, it's in a styrofoam cup. It seems strange to gag under Which, those circumstances because you have to kind of steal yourself for something nasty to begin with, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I think you're. I think you're. I think you're thinking of. Like you're you're asking an interesting question about interactive fiction, which is to what extent do, do I, the player, represent yeah. the inner life of the character, right? Because I think that when I say drink the disgusting coffee, like that's the entirety of the player, the character's being. They have no doubts about it. They just straight up no, drink but, the coffee. Right, but the character has to have some perception of the world they're living in, right? I mean, they have to have like apprehension. At certain moments, they express these things. She said, "Muddy looking and unappetizing," so she's already established that this coffee is something that like should be unpleasant when she drinks it. Well, also she get. I mean, she gagged. Which even if you were set on doing a thing, if it, if you actually had a physical reaction, you would stop doing it. You know, I mean, it's she gagged, so she's not going to continue drinking it. At least not immediately. She tried drinking it again. Although I will, well, you, you are right that weird. a lot of times people disagree. Remove, remove her gag. <laughs> remove her gag. Here's the weird thing. I don't understand about this. <laughs> I just opened the door <laughs> the office with so, the keys that I got in the file. But why was no, there a key to the office on those? You don't know that it was the, the key. It could have been a... Uh, just a turn lock. I have, I have, no, it no. It could have been a turn lock. Well, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Could have been it's a turn lock. Yeah, it's, this is anger. I would think that you would just. It's gotta be I would a dead. think you would just. <laughs> I would think that you would just. You wouldn't even say that it was locked. But okay, fair enough. I'm back on the grid. Well, it was little... locked because you couldn't get in from the outside. I mean, you don't. You wouldn't know that, Mister Trash Can Window. Trash Can. Tra <laughs> Mister Mister Trash Can Window, oh. aka Vincent Two. Oh, Mister Trash Can Window. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where are you now? Oh, I, He's I back in the cold. I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. Now. On a side note, this game. And I'm on the cul-de-sac. This game is held in such high high esteem by us that we are sitting directly across from a hand-drawn, like pretty charming, um, pencil map, a pencil-drawn map of the town of Anchorhead and its various um, interiors. That's true. So we have access to this little. Um, this that is true. Guide. I think we should. I think we should restrict ourselves. Like, if you, John, uh, Vincent, if you do get lost and you want us to consult the map, we'll restrict ourselves to the map that myself and uh, Claire made when we played it one weekend. How about okay. then? And this, and this is Claire, who would go on to become Stephen Gidry's wife because that of that game, right? Because she, because I recall, you guys. You guys got engaged on a um, on a fetid beach in Maine, isn't that right? That's true. That's true. We did. We got engaged on a beach, yeah. much much like some of the beaches you may visit in this game. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Right. That, the filthy pipe. It, it was right. Water. Weather events had happened that washed scores of dead fish <laughs> onto the beach that night. So. Uh, yeah, and some unspeakable yeah. fungal right. uh, bodies. Right. <laughs> So yeah, you meaning, 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 uh, meaning Stephen and Claire. Well, you can figure this out. All right, yeah. you're in the you're in the. What's your uh, favorite H.P. Lovecraft story? No, no, goodness. Well, who are you to ask so many questions? The Dark Unspeakable. 
Yeah. <laughs> Actually, beyond the dark, unspeakable tale of Ethan of... Kristan. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> My, I mean, my I, that's like that's a good question. My I actually my favorite is like a, the obvious one. I think. Yeah, it's it's gonna be mine too. I'm sure. The unnameable. Oh uh, no. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say the shadow over Ensmith because it's the most narrative. Like it goes a long yeah. way for me that it's actually a person going through a place. Right. Like there's much less of that recounting of histories. I mean, there's plenty of that in there too. But you're not reading. Maybe you even are reading from a journal in that. But it's much more like point A, point B, mm-hmm. point C. It's true. And so I, I like that a lot. I I like the unnameable because it's you know it's basically these two people talking on a on a they're like on, in a cemetery across the street from a creepy mm-hmm. house and the guy's like if you know about that creepy house and yeah. he's like no and he's like this is thing and then he tells the story and the stories pretty straight until the end yeah. and then then they have this moment at the end of course where he's like and then. Then the I don't want to give it away, but then the the ending kind of all ties it all together, and it's also like kind of makes fun of the idea of like things being unnameable. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of mentions. Right. I think it was a late story. Right. It's a it's like it's just charming. It's charming. I'm also I also really like Pickman's model because I like that there are paintings in there that like I try to imagine how they look. Yeah. And stuff um, because he describes. I mean. A lot of things in Lovecraft's work are undescribable and otherworldly, but those things tend to be like transdimensional yeah. or of weird like geometries and stuff. Right. Whereas in um, Pickman's model, they're paintings yeah. of, of sort of like traditionally occult things that he's mm-hmm. painting, um, and they're re- and, and he renders them like in such a realistic way right. that. I don't know that the narrator when he looks at them he's like kind of like it, he feels like they're actually happening and yeah, they're real right. and I really like any sort of fiction that deals with yeah. um, an artist's rendering of something being super realistic. I like that too. I like the rats in the walls too. That's like that's a again a pretty like simple a simple yeah. like guy yeah. freaking out because they're rats in the walls but I I think it's really well. Anyway, done. this has to be kind of challenging for John because I feel like the geography is going to start getting a little more loopy and. Um, so yeah, please let us know. Um, I, I think, yeah, as I, I recall, this part of the game is always like a little bit hard to jump get through because yeah, he, yeah. I feel like you're kind of left without a specific goal. Yeah. Well, I mean, the one thing is you know that you've gotten your, uh, you know you've gotten your keys. Keys, yeah. So the logical thing is that you're trying to go to the house. Right, but I don't think our character has any direction yeah. toward the house right that now that's in true. town. I think um, her husband basically dropped her off without saying, "Hey, hon, after you get the keys, <laughs> right. um, you want to go through the town square, then take take a left at the obelisk, then take right." <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good street name. I don't know, Myrlurk Street or something. <laughs> well, he's already, yeah, you know, the, he's been to Waitley Street, uh, Waitley Bridge, right? That's a Lovecraft character. That's right. Yeah, yeah. like crazy. Waitley, yeah. Waitley is somebody. It's probably an assistant of some kind or someone who has something horrible or both could be. But it's also tough because you have an objective, but obviously there's the temptation to poke around in each of these areas. Yeah. You might need that old empty um, beer can or something <laughs> later. What's in your inventory right now? Good question. I'm glad, by the way, that you're using your umbrella. Finally, a little too late. Oh, train whistle. My favorite one is out of the Mountains of Madness. And, it, and it's particularly, you know, it's it's such a, um, 
it's like really a very effective, relatively realistic piece of early science fiction, which mm-hmm. tries to convince the reader that like these are aliens and they're different, but they are also fundamentally like alive and have inner lives and they're not exactly evil. They're just really weird. And uh, it does that really effectively. And, and it has uh, giant- it makes me feel yeah. bad that uh, it does it have creates some social. It creates some like social and sort of like not ecosystem, but some stuff around their lives. And I think what takes me out of that slightly, and this happens from time to time in Lovecraft, is that I rather things sometimes be unexplainable because sometimes when he does actually start trying to explain the anatomy of some sort of elder or like otherworldly thing, like it comes off to me as less scary and yeah. more like. I don't know, like a whole bunch of objects smushed together. Yeah. Um, like a triangle head with a little like tube coming out of the middle of the triangle and then like a glowing halo over it. And yeah. that is like crazy if I saw it, but I wouldn't be, I'd be more like astonished than frightened, I think, by it. Yeah, he he uh, he really, he breaks the, um, I don't know, there's this, there's this sort of Chesterton passage where he talks about... Um, he just he talks about how the things that we're scared of like it's much more scary to be on a lonely street uh and see something kind of something that looks like a human yeah or like he's like if you're walking on a country road and you think you see like a a human shape that's scarier than seeing something and knowing it's just a tree you know and it's it's something being slightly off which makes things the most scary most of the time and i think sometimes lovecraft does that and it's great you know and he has these he has a lot of people that behave right. in an odd way because there's something wrong with them and those i think are really effective right. but you're right when you have like something that so kind of where he describes it really specifically it does because it's a little less scary it's like right. uncanny but or no it's not uncanny it, it's but it's back it's to just it's, weird. it's back to pickman's model it's why the yeah. idea of the pictures are scary yeah. because we've all seen scary pictures of things but to have a scary picture that's uncannily alive yeah. would be a really I don't yeah. know. I don't it, know. It, it, not it, to not to in any way. Well, the thing uh, about the mountains of madness. I mean, the thing about the mountains of madness is that it's not really like a horror story, but it does show about the world that he was writing in, where there wasn't a, a history of science fiction. Yeah, this is like an incredibly imaginative. Uh, right, piece right. of science fiction which right. imagines like you know the idea that civilization a huge alien civilization could have come and gone in the millions of years before human beings even showed up I think that, that we were all kind of aware like culturally that was something people maybe you could have had them conceive of or conceived of it before really right. and, uh, and it's just really amazing when you put it into context uh it's like the first space opera in a certain way. Uh, and space opera is, is, is sort of like it has its limitations as a genre. But to be the first person, the person to invent space opera is really impressive. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It is In terms of scale and cosmology and stuff, it's a very impressive thing. Right. I, I do like that it has this. It's, the beginning is very speculative where they're, they're kind of going, wow, guys, seems like this is the way it works. This is the way. Then they kind of very quickly have all this stuff confirmed. And it's it's. I like that. I like the way that the the ecology all sort of kind of gathers together once once they realize that this thing is kind of currently happening. Um, that is also the best. That's like the grossest mattress 
um, in fiction. Yeah. The one that, that's, that's, that's right. I found, I, I'm, I'm like wandering it. off. I climbed like through a window stuff. and I'm wandering off into the town. He's like wandering around. He's like in a vacant lot. Um, mm, he looks at mattress. the mattress that's like oozing. It's. I like that it's also stained, stained and, and beaten. beaten. So, yeah, there was definitely some uh, <laughs> some weight applied <laughs> repeatedly to that mattress. And yeah. An uneven weight, we should say, <laughs> unevenly distributed weight of of, of strange of strange um, anatomy and proportions. I, li- I like it. I also like that someone's been sleeping like in a vacant lot, not under a bridge or anywhere out in but that's out. very intimate that it they is. allow they just allow someone to sleep out there because um, right <clears throat> but we don't know if this town's very intimate right. at all who knows right now it's just raining i wonder everybody's inside oh boy he's like you're going to the metal door and everything you're doing a lot more exploration than i was expecting you know john out of the three of us just just for listener information, tends to be the game pragmatist. He really likes to kind of move toward the objective. He's not much for, um, I don't know, the trinkets and shiny things that games throw out to extend their playtime. In fact, he has kind of open disdain for that most of the time. Um, Whereas I I, I eat that shit sandwich every day. (laughs) No, the perfect example of this is like in Silent Hill 1 where you are like literally looking for your daughter and you'll and you'll see her like wandering through the mist 10 feet ahead but to get the good ending of the game instead of walking in the direction of your daughter which is like the emotional center of the game you're like i guess i'll check every single door in this apartment complex first <laughs> right like you you it's crazy your characters no characters ever behave that way in real life i feel like games okay, should but- reward you for role playing not punish you for it Right, but okay, so this moment you're talking about at the game, I don't know if it's the early moments when you see her or later in the game, but if you do follow her directly like that, do you not hit some sort of barrier that then would force you to go back and explore, which then you can do with varying degrees of, like, thoroughness? No, I mean, maybe you do, but I feel like I just, I don't in feel order like to get, game... like, the best ending of the game, you have right. to do I mean, so the... much crazy stuff. Like, you have to comb over this incredibly terrifying... Uh, yeah. city. Yeah, um, I mean, I, you're you're worried that your daughter's like lost in it somewhere. It's well, so weird. No, I mean, there's definitely a, a counterintuitive like aspect of it because I know the first time I beat Silent Hill, I didn't get the good ending, but that's not because there was like a scripted thing with my daughter. But that was because you reach a point about halfway through the game when you're near the carnival and the lighthouse and the police station and stuff, where there's a critical path through, um, but there's also additional stuff to explore where you get the gross red stuff that you need to feed the cop and stuff. That's right, the, um, the ampule of... Uh... Right, the, I can't remember the name of it. I keep wanting to call it Ouroboros. It's some, it's some word like that. But the thing is, the game is pressuring you so much at that point with those crazy like Yeti guys crawling around on four legs and dogs and pterodactyl birds that it's really counterintuitive to do exploration at that point. Yeah. And it's, it's, why, it's why I've never beat Siren. Because, like, I was thinking about replaying Siren for the PS2. Well, this no week. one's ever beaten Siren. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, that's true. Right. But it's why. I'm because, pretty like, sure I'd that wanna... they, had, they had to re-release it and, and make it easier because no one true? has ever beaten it. I think that well, there the is like a remaster. Game. 
Yeah, the re-release yeah. is a different game for the PS3, but the original, like, it's full of all of this extra content that adds, like, stuff to tie the stories together. But because when you start playing that game, you're so scared to explore because you don't know where the barriers in that world are because the, you know, the, the fog is so dense, your sight is so limited, and you don't know where the enemies are, and the enemies are such a threat that you're like, well, fuck. I don't know what to explore to get the extra stuff even because the punishment is so severe and your perception is so limited. For, so for the people who don't know Siren, it's like it's a survival survival horror game, I will say, yeah. with which is not exactly what it is. It has actual it's, human like photos of humans texture mapped their faces <laughs> onto the models' faces, which is awesome. And the um sort of similar to Silent Hill, which hopefully people are somewhat familiar with, uh, and if not, that's okay. Uh, there's a siren that kind of indicates that things are weird or, or strange. I don't remember yeah, how Yeah, it starts raining blood and the siren kind of... And, and then people on. sort of become zombie-esque, and one of the m- mechanisms in the game um, is that you can sort of, I forget what they call it. Sight-jacking. You, you, you sight-jack. <laughs> You sight jack the zombies. It's such a it's such technical term. Yeah. So you're you're trying to avoid them, but sometimes you only know where they are because you see their vision, which includes can you know they see you if they see you and they're approaching you or attacking. Which you is fantastic. It's very like strange days. You can watch a zombie yeah. Yeah. walk up to you and like attack you with and a it, sickle. Right. And and it's um which is scary. It is and and it's also kind of uh vignettes, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. In each vignette you're sort of in a different environment playing different people. And of course the game has many, you know, if this person survives and this person doesn't and then Right, you know, if you find this slip of paper you'll know this thing. Right. And this right. alternate like you know. So it's it's also got all these permutations, but right, it is a notoriously difficult and terrifying game. Uh, I've only played it for a little while. Speaking of notoriously difficult and terrifying, how's um, how, where are we in Anchorhead right now? What's going on? I'm Anchorhead exploring update. an abandoned church. Because You're it's one church? of the things that we skipped oh. over from the intro, but the main character is, is really into her exploration. So she's, she's got her phone out. She's taking pictures for her Instagram account of oh, this abandoned cool. church. Yeah, right, cool. yeah. It makes sense for her. Yeah, yeah I kind of, I kind of have a thing for this character that she, instead of just going straight home after getting the keys from the real estate office on her first day in town, is exploring just every scary abandoned thing <laughs> she can find, rooting through garbage, pushing garbage cans around, going into any any gap in a fence. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, I mean, we know, we know, we got, we know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, so. Um, so you haven't got any sense of that. That expression, by the way, means something very different if you're in the community of, of professional thieves. <laughs> <laughs> so, have, so have you someone, gotten any someone, new items or anything since we've... Um, some listener just uh, like dropped their coffee. The fall, I think that's right. They're like... Yeah, have you picked up anything? I haven't really seen you pick up my. No, I, just got I, 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 I gotta admit, guys, it's a little hard to pay attention to this game and listen to you talk at the same time. Well, maybe you should be paying playing the game and not really listening. Right. We're more. We're right. more. We're just. We're just the voices in your character's head. Yeah, exactly. This is a, yeah. This is a love game after all. Alter, alternate reality is that we're we're like commentators during a football game. It's not like quarterback. Right. That's you. 
can hear the commentators. But that is a good idea for an alternate format if we're gonna, you know, try different things. We could have one where John just plays Ooh. and we just talk just about com- him playing. Comment. That's good. And he cannot give us <laughs> and he can't give us feedback. Right. Maybe we should just mute mute yeah, him yeah. so he can hear us. Yeah. 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 Mm. How do you we like? Can, we can just say what the, we can just say what the solution is out loud. Right. Exactly. Oh, so he can't. He wouldn't be able to hear us. Oh, right. right. I like think a, he wouldn't right. be able to hear. But us. we'd be able to yeah. hear him. Right. It would so be like sports hear. commentators. He'd be playing his, yeah, his damnedest, idea. and we'd be like, right. We couch, just, doing the couch thing. Yeah, we'd be hearing all his like gasps of frustration mm-hmm. and his pleas for help. Or we could maybe like interject little uh, little like. Repackaged like little audio things that he could hear, like more. That'd be and, nice. And we could kind of cut in, yeah. and yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. Well, you know, if you don't make some progress, we that's might have to change. Something to consider the down the road, if you know what I mean. Uh oh. Who are you? Goodness. I'm, just, I'm now wandering out of town. You are not appreciating any of the awesome stuff we're doing. This is probably correct what you're doing now. If if by correct I yeah, mean this going sounds to the about house. right. This road I remember um, very distinctly. Yeah, but it, it told me that I can't go any further. Oh. I walk a bit farther down the road and it doesn't seem to lead anywhere. And I decide I turn back. Yeah, but what about the paved walk that leads east through the trees? Well, the, I went to the church. That was the church. Oh, well, so you can't go down the road, huh? So wait, can we check our inventory? I just want to make sure we don't have something that's like an address on a piece of paper or something that. That's might... a good idea. Where is our digging them pockets? I really like that this um, game. I just say this is one of my one thing I I enjoy in adventure games when they're sometimes it's frustrating, but I do like it when there's this um, a distinction between the things you kind of have in your hands, the things that are in your pockets. Yeah. It, if done right, it adds a nice little. Uh, it's <laughs> a subtlety. I see what you're typing. That's not funny. Yeah. Um, he, he just That's not a verb on. she even recognizes. <laughs> well, it's not a very progressive. It's a very Catholic game. Right. So it's, right. it's in it's, Ireland. Just so you know, John typed divorce husband, and the, the game responded, it's a verb I do not recognize. Did you try yeah. a null marriage? Right. A null yeah, marriage. Like... Right letter. We, right letter we don't, to... have, we don't have any children. So it's could it could be that we haven't consummated the marriage yet. Okay. Right? So, it's just a few uh, weeks ago. Okay, so you've got the cup, you've got we we know we need to get over it. Okay, to I've the, got uh, a cup, a key ring, uh my trench coat, my clothes. I'm gonna go refer to ring. the map. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna take a look at the map, um see if there's anything we need to look around. Where are you You're in the churchyard now? But I would go back. I'd go back down to that obelisk in the center of town. I think. I think maybe you just. There's just multiple paths down there. We're like the, the character that's like the controller in like a Spec Ops game. <laughs> that's right. We're, that's we're right. looking at someone in real time on some sort of like really complicated 3D rendered map. Except, except. we're looking at a pencil drawn map that's and right. John's talking to us. That's right. All right. He's in the Chili Avenue. Oh, which, we're okay. This is yeah, good. The Chili Avenue is where Chili's, we want to go. Chili's Avenue. Chili Avenue. Near the River Walk. Mm-hmm. The river walk. So there, there are two. There are. I want to go west to the town square. Oh Wait, well, mm. I think you went. That's interesting. Maybe he was. No, 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 no. Wait, he no, was in the right place. Is that the church down there? Oh, maybe. Oh, you were in the right place. You just missed. There's. If you notice in the chili, go back to the chili avenue because <laughs> you can go in two different directions in the chili avenue, and I think you haven't gone. Right. Yeah. That's uh, so which way is the Chili Avenue from here? Uh, so there should uh, be a east. branch. Yeah. 
All right, you're at the courthouse. These games really need to have like a a more high level set of verbs for moving. Uh, does it not have go to? I don't think so. So I, I, um. Okay, south. so I want to go south here. Yeah. Yeah. Chili Avenue. Here I am in the Chili Avenue. So there's two roads leading south and southwest. I can't take the southwest route. Why not? What happens when you go southwest? <laughs> uh, the mist coils its tendrils around me, mm. freezing my marrow with its damp embrace. Okay, we have For to one do... terrifying moment. Mm-hmm. You can feel it probing at your mouth and nostrils where you have a big vape cloud stored. Right. Trying right. to get a, you just <laughs> have to fight, you have to fight to... fire with fire, John. Yeah. That's right. You have to get really your vape thing out. Right. It's like the battery on your vape rig is getting dangerously low. <laughs> that's what the like little like right. That's what the robotic voice says, and you're like cyber implant. Right. <laughs> God. Um, okay. All right. Well, this is interesting. I'm, All right. We're both confident that this is the way to the house, but we may. You know what? I'm guessing this is not finding an item. I'm guessing we have to do something else in town. So should I have gone to the bar, talk to the bartender? Yeah, maybe you should go to yeah. that bar. Maybe I need a lantern. I think I need a lantern. It could I think be. that's what's going to happen. It could be as simple I don't as that. know. I don't know. Go to the bar. I mean, why wouldn't you go, go to, to the, the bar? Go to the bar, man. Just go to the bar. Oh, God. Just meet me Well, I couldn't bar. see a window to climb into. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's the old, the old rusty <laughs> so window. Like, Got, you right. know, I'm from Texas, okay? That's how it's done in Texas. I don't understand. Yeah. It's so hot and dry in Texas that you can't right. build doors if into the not, houses. If, all of the moisture will get out of the doors. So if what you do a, you build these high a, windows that you climb into with trash cans. If there's not like a hitching post, you can't yeah. identify the door. So you just yeah, go through the right. window. Mm-hmm. You see, the windows are so high because you're on your horse. So you right. just if, ride your horse up to the window and then you can climb into it. That's how it works and it's not explained in this game. If you if you, you didn't recognize points. you didn't recognize the door because it wasn't one of those um one, those doubles yeah. the swinging doors. Yeah. Those like waste those like yeah. this, this where it's two doors that just swing. There used to bars. be a video store in Atlanta and the porno section was separated <laughs> from the rest of the stores with those two swinging saloon doors. That's good, the saloon doors. <laughs> made me feel pretty good. So you could like push yeah. it open. Right. Like, you well, could throw someone through it. If someone it. was in the porn <laughs> section looking at something that you didn't agree with, you could throw them out of the doors. And every time you walked in it, you were like, howdy. Well, well, well. What, what do we have here? here? <laughs> anyway. Okay. All right. How's it going over there, Texas? All right. Have you made any progress? I'm, good. I'm trying to get up to this bar. Okay. Has yeah, Robocop ever yeah, fought right. the aliens? No. <laughs> what do you mean, no? Like, that's obvious. It's just... No. No. You mean in in? Do you in, like, think there's enough nice fiction? I mean, maybe someone wrote something and posted it on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Did do you, you do that? that You're asking us if we read it. Yeah. <laughs> do you think there's enough RoboCop? Do you know there's enough Murphy left in the RoboCop suit to support an alien parasite? It could. It would. It would like get in, and then it couldn't bust out of the chest plate. That's poor right. baby. I know. Could it even could it even go all the way down the throat? I don't know. Yeah, the poor thing. The poor little thing, all squashed in there. It's not a bad idea, that's though. That's a good. That's a potential re. That file that under potential Pot- rebirths. That's right. <laughs> that's right. 
Um, so there's a rusty gate to the north, but that's not where I want to go. I want to go west. Go, yeah, you need to go back. Let's go to, to the bar. Get a couple drinks in you. Trying, break, break I'm trying to get the there. So I'm at the stairs. I need to go to get to the bar from the square. Yeah, I think it's back down where the the alley maybe. That, the, that alley in the southwest. Where the where the throw up no, with all no, the sardines in that it. That alley is a different one, right? Oh, okay. So that's I a different it down, alley. It's just like a different I thought alley. it was down the alley that you. Uh, the whatchamacallit. It's right alley. next to the. It's right next to the. Um, Oh, you know, oh, my oh, real estate agent. Oh yeah, but that's so. You, that's a the other side of the bridge. Yeah, you have to cross the bridge. Do I want to go south or north? That's north. Cross. Yeah, you cross cross the bridge. You just yeah yeah. Oh. On the bridge, this is a very bad interface. <clears throat> don't use that. Don't make excuses. All right. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> there are also about 400 uh, versions of this game online, so okay. I do like the break Steps green. to the north. There we go. Right. We've entered the bar. A dank, drafty old drinking hole lit by flickering oil-burning lanterns. Smoke collects in greasy pools among the rafters. And shadows crowd thick around. The bar runs the length of the room to your right, while to the south, a low doorway opens onto the street. Mill workers and fishermen occupy a few of the tables, drinking beer or puffing grimly at long-stemmed vape rigs. Each is wrapped in his solitude, soaking up the general miasma of dreary fatalism. The lantern sits on a table nearest you, sputters fitfully, throwing distorted shadows across the wall. Take that lantern! Oh, buddy. Think they're gonna let you just take it? Yeah, they did. No one that's here. It. There oh, you go. Good job. Good job. Good job. Right. Call, call I think that that's as far. I think that's where we're gonna I go. As right. far as Man, it's been an God. hour, roughly. So that's yeah. an hour of recording is important. Um, don't tell. Don't tell the people how long they've been listening. Just you know, right. ju we should well, just we'll feel. We just. <laughs> we should just feel satisfied. I feel pretty satisfied. Yeah, I feel I satisfied do. too. I I do too. Okay, awesome. so. All right. Well, that was um, that was it. That was that's yeah, Text that Adventure was... Purgatory Rebirth. We're gonna try Rebirth. to do these things uh, regularly, once or twice uh, a month. No, twice a week. Once or twice a, a week. month. That's Speak it. Once or twice a month is the one. One. We're gonna do one a day until Donald Trump is not president anymore. <laughs> right. I was gonna try to do the math for that. Um, right. Very quickly, and I can't. I I don't know. Twelve? Uh, no. I how many yeah. days is that? Um, I was gonna say sixty-five days times four. Times four. Man. Yeah. The, this is the new segment. Twelve hundred plus sixty-five times four. That's <laughs> this is the old, new segment. People trying to do Slow. algebra. Slowly yeah. doing algebra. Okay. And I would like to somehow try to tie this game to the election somehow over the course of playing it, but I'm not sure how to do that. Well, I might just do it on its own. Choice because here's the thing. <laughs> you know, this is a time of rebirth for us on the left. We lost the election. Gotta speak for yourself. Gotta pick up the pieces Bobby. and uh, figure out what the... Uh, that's right. right figure like, out we, what we, we can do. Right, like I no... Yeah, it's time to cross Waitley Bridge. Right, and this That's is. Right. And I, think, I think no one will feel as um, 
as desperate or in danger as the character in this game feels. None of us who feel like we were misrepresented in this election. So just look to our character in this game and her travails right. and, um, you know, her, her, her accomplishments. Yeah, yeah. Did she die in the end? Reach out. Reach well, out. That's what we're going to find out. <laughs> reach out for the styrofoam crystal. <laughs> stale cold coffee next to you and just carry I, it. I dumped that out. What? I didn't even I see that happen. I dumped out the coffee. Oh, I'm yeah. shocked. All right. Yeah. Well, anyway. Okay. All right. Well, good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Bye, Thanks everyone. Please tune back in to listen to Anchorhead, an episode yeah. two of Rebirth. That's right. Not to be confused. We won't be Rebirth anymore. We'll probably have a different theme by then. Okay. Oh. All I right. Good night, everyone. That's the theme. <laughs>